Blog Talk Radio. positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. And I just want to welcome you, welcome you to my show. Um, I've been gone for a minute, and who you're, who you're listening to is Nicole Quinlan, your host, again, for this evening on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B. And like I just said, I've been gone for a minute. But while I've been gone, I've been listening to, like, different podcasts. I've been getting a feel of how people do things. And so, you know, I'm I'm about to try to change some things up, try to gain some new listeners. And so I hope I'm able to keep the listeners that I have and gain, you know, I hope that you want to share, you know, what you hear with other people. Um, again, you know, I always say, you know, I'm not about the whole – and there's nothing to matter with it before I say it. So let me let me make it very clear. There's nothing to matter with it. You know, but you can go, you know, to so many outlets and get the love and hip-hop drama thing, you know, or you can get the, you know, the real housewife drama thing. You know, there's other places to go get that. But when you come to Phenomenally You, you're going to get the real deal. Um, But I do want to stress that it's always usually my opinion. Of course, I go and research and, and I try to come with facts. and and But I do want you to remember that this is just, you know, this is mine. You know, you can have yours. You know, this is my opinion. This is my form. And I always encourage you to seek knowledge for yourself. Don't take my word for things. Don't take somebody else's word for things. You know, it's nothing to matter with taking notes. It's nothing to matter with taking into consideration what I say. But go and look for information yourself. So, again, if you're just joining me, you're listening to Phenomenal You on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B, and this is your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. I think this evening, all three of those um, come into effect, positive, empowering, and insightful. And it is so funny, you know, before I get into current affairs like I usually do, like this morning I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I did not know. And I sit at my desk at work. I get this text message from my friend who says that she got a ticket for driving in the bike lane this morning. Okay, and so I I looked at it, you know, I was waiting for her to get to work, and so later in the morning I went, you know, and I was talking to her about it, and she looked at me and she said, you know, don't drive in the bike lane when you know better. And so this evening, that's the name of my show. That's the name of my show. She gave me the perfect idea. So this evening's title of the show is Don't Drive in the Bike Lane When You Know Better. So as I stated, we were having this conversation, and it got me to thinking, and so I want to lay down the premise of what we're going to discuss this evening. But let me tell you the story. So she's driving. She gets a ticket today for driving in the bike lane. But what she ends up telling me today is that she had already been pulled over once and been warned for doing it. And so today she got back in that bike lane. You know, she saw when the cops saw her, she tried to, you know, do a little quick getting back, but, you know, 
she got caught, and she got a ticket. And so that, that made me think, hmm, you know, something to think about. Why do we do things we know are not beneficial to us? We know we're not supposed to be doing it. Half the time we've already received the warning in one way or the other, but we do it anyway. Like, why do we play craps with our lives? Why do we do that? And I don't think there's anyone who is exempt from it. So this evening, that's what we're going to talk about. And, again, the title is Don't Drive in the Bike Lane When You Know Better. And it's a really good topic, especially because we're coming to the end of the year. You know, we have a lot of things that are going on. And, you know, we need to be able to walk in our greatness and really understand how to walk in our greatness and what we need to do and why we need to do it. So I think that this is a really great topic. But before I get into that topic, because like I said, I haven't been, you know, broadcasting for a minute because, you know what, sometimes life just gets with you. Sometimes life just gets with you. And I'm not complaining because, you know what, I left the last broadcast as a 46-year-old woman, and I returned to this broadcast as a 47-year-old woman because I turned 47 on November 26th, and I have to tell you, I am so grateful because, you know, the little things that I think are issues, you know, the little problems that I think, you know, are problems, they're really not. They're really not, and I have to tell you, I am grateful when I look at the growth that I have had over these years. I'm so grateful. You know, I really am living my best life. Sometimes people think that I'm playing. But I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. It doesn't mean that everything is always right. It doesn't mean that everybody always does what I want them to do. But you know what? It means that I am good. I'm not only good with my life, I'm good with me. I'm good with me. Now, I'm working on some things. Yeah, I think I could do some more, you know, crunches, you know. Yeah, you know, there's some other goals that I want to meet. But overall, this 47-year-old person She's happy with her life. She's living her best life. And that is the reason why I do this show. Because, see, I don't think you have to wait until your 40s to figure it out. And when I figured it out, I wanted to share it. And so that's why I have this show. So, you know, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to all the Sagittarius out there. I know so many. Some of my closest friends are Sagittarius. And I know we're a special kind of person. I know this. I don't know if that's a good special or not. But I know we are special people. We are fabulous people. And, you know, it's our time. Just like sometimes it's the Gemini's time. Sometimes it's the Cancer's time. Sometimes it's the Capricorn's time. Well, right now it's the Sagittarius time. And I'm so happy to be sharing this time. This Sagittarius is happy to be sharing this time with you for about an hour this evening. So I'm going to say one more time, if you're just now joining in, you're listening to Phenomenally You on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B, your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. And so before I get into the topic of tonight, I just want to remind you of some of the stuff that's going on. We did lose the president, George Bush. Um, I want to remind you not to be what we complain about. You know, maybe, you know, he wasn't who you would quote, unquote, say was your president. But you know what? I keep telling people that it's still a man who is gone, who left a wife, who left children, who left behind people that will miss him and mourn him. And we can't lose sight of that because, you know, we can't become 
you know, what we condemn in other people. And it's very easy to do it, especially in the political atmosphere, in the society's atmosphere that we have right now. But you know what? We have to be diligent. And it doesn't mean that we're going to, quote, unquote, what I call fall for the okie doke. But what it means is we are going to be the kings and queens, right, that we innately are that we innately are. So, you know what, my prayers go out to the Bush family. I know for a fact that it is very hard to deal with the death of a loved one. And, you know, I send nothing but positive vibes out. You know, he left a wonderful, a great legacy. And so, again, I send my prayers out to them. I also send my prayers out to the the victims of the fires. We have so many fires going on. And, again, I want to say don't become – what you condemn. A lot of people are like, oh, they were rich, they're in this area. It doesn't matter. No one is ever prepared to have everything burned down to the ground, okay? So I just, you know, want to send my prayers out to all those people that they're able to pick themselves back up. Because I'm going to tell you what, my stuff burned down. I don't know if my mom and, and Quincy are listening, but guess what? I'm be back in the room where I grew up, where I happen to be um, in right now. That's where I'm broadcasting now from is the room that I grew up in. So take my word for it. My stuff gets burned down. Mom, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. So before I get into the topic of this discussion this evening, I am going to go into a commercial. And when we get back, we're going to talk about don't drive in the bike lane when you know better. We'll be right back. Joyful Expressions Paint and Taste Studio is a fun place to celebrate any occasion. We provide every guest with an apron, easel, canvas, brush, paint, and an instructor to guide you step-by-step through the creation of your masterpiece. Come on time so that you can pick a good seat and order your drink. Joyful Expressions now has Taco Tuesday, a margarita wine and two tacos with chips and salsa, Thirsty Thursday with wine and snacks, Friday fun night, and Saturday brunch with two wings, a Belgian waffle, and bottomless Reserve your seat today at joyfulexpressions.gallery. Prices start at only $24. Joyful Expressions is located at 14800 Southwestern Avenue, number 104 in the city of Gardena, 310-692-6999. That's 310-692-6999. It's your time to shine and get your paint and party on. It's lit. Joyfulexpression.gallery. Also, check out the Facebook page. And we are back. You're listening to Phenomenally You on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B, and I am your host, Nicole Quinlan. And this is your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. And this evening's topic is don't drive in the bike lane when you know better. And she is out there. She knows who she is. She knows why I titled this evening's broadcast this because she, my friend just got a ticket this morning, as I said, and she knew, she knew, again, I'm going to say it again, she knew she had already been warned not to drive in the bike lane, and this morning she chose to do so, and she got a ticket, right? And so, like I said before, it, it, it made me start to think about why do we do stuff like this? Why do we choose to do things that we know are not beneficial to us? Why do we play craps with our lives? Why do we roll those dice and take the chance? You know, half the time we know. And so that's what I'm going to talk about this evening. So I found this great quote. It says, if we have yet to give up something causing us suffering in some way, it is because we are receiving some sort of benefit. 
We are being served and getting something we want. And in the end, it says we're being served and getting something we want. It doesn't say something that we need. It says something that we want, whatever that may be. So why do we choose to do things that we know are not beneficial? All I could do is use myself as an example. So whether it is that you're going to eat something you know you're not supposed to eat, you, you know, you're not going to do something that you know you should do so that you can live a better quality of life, you accept people in your life that you know you shouldn't, you know they're toxic, right? You know they're taken from your cup, right? You know they're pouring negative energy into your life. But you choose to continue down that path. I have done it. I probably will do it again. You know, we know what we need to do. We know what our goals are, and then we know what we need to do. And somehow they don't always align. So why? Why do we do this? So I went on, you know, line, of course. I started trying to find some information. I wasn't really satisfied with what I, what I came up with, so I came up with some of my own. So the first, first thing of answering why we do this. I said we live in the idea of what we want, not what is. So sometimes our desires are so strong that we we turn a blind eye to what actually is. It's like when you accept this certain person in your life, you know how they act, you know how they are, but you just kind of ignore it, and you know you hold on to the one good moment, right? You know you want, you know, that bowl of, vanilla ice cream, but you've been lactose intolerant for 10 years. You know, but you still eat it. You know you need to exercise every single day, you know, but you, you're sitting around, you wonder why you don't feel well, you wonder why your body is tired, but you're not making the effort to do what you need to do. You wonder why you're feeling, what is the word? You're feeling unfulfilled. You know, you've been at your job for 15 years. You know, you're just doing it. You're feeling unfulfilled. You're feeling unhappy. But but you haven't made any of the efforts that need to be made in order to make the change. Why? Why do we do that? Because we live in the idea of what we want, not what is. We live in the idea of what we want, not what is. The second thing I thought it was, it was a fear of suffering, a fear of going without. And I think I had read uh, this article that says that, you know, we don't, we don't trust our instincts, so we just move forward. I don't think that we don't, it's that we don't trust it, we ignore it. We ignore our instincts when they don't align to our wants. So when our instincts don't align to our wants, so see, our instincts to me, in my opinion, when I deal with my instincts, it's always going to be, it's always going to lean towards what is what I need, what Nicole needs, not what Nicole wants. And so our instincts, they don't align with what we want, so we just ignore it because we like, please. Your instinct told you what you need to be doing. You need to go to bed earlier. That's why you're tired. You're dragging in the morning. By the middle of the day, you need a nap. You can't get anything done. But you're not because you know what? You want to sit up later, watch that TV show, hang out with your friends. You know, you don't want to go to bed earlier because you don't want to miss something. You want to eat the things that, you know, aren't good for you because you feel as if, you know, you're depriving yourself if you don't, right? 
You want to be in a relationship. So you take whatever it is that you can get. Your instincts tell you otherwise. Your instincts say, no, this is not good for you. You want to be nosy in situations when you shouldn't be nosy. But guess what? You butt in. You mind and business is not yours. And then when you have to suffer the consequences, you upset. You got attitude. Right? I'm a witness to that one. I was telling somebody today, one of the biggest things that I am struggling with is allowing people to be who they are, even if who they are does not align with what I feel should be done. It's the hardest thing not to chime in, you know, when you feel that someone is behaving in a way or acting a certain way that you don't agree with. And, and like, you almost feel like it's your duty to say something, but it's not. Half the time it's not. Half the time, it is not. You know, I know that's one, that's one of my struggles. So I wrote here that we ignore our instincts. And I, I read a lot of articles, and it said that we don't believe our instincts, but I don't agree, that I think that we ignore our instincts when it does not align with what we want. So let's take my friend for, in, case, in the case of don't drive in the bike lane when you know better. Um. So what she didn't want to do is she didn't want to sit in traffic. So she looked over at that bike lane. That bike lane was empty. She thought she could say something. She knew better. She knew better because she had already been pulled over. She had already been warned before, right? She didn't want to be uncomfortable. No, it wasn't a physical pain, but she didn't want to sit in that traffic. She didn't want to miss that next red light. She wanted to hit that corner a little faster than normal. So guess what she did? She got over in that bike lane. Right? And those police got over behind her, gave her a ticket. And the irony of it is, I don't know how many of you have ever received a traffic ticket, is that now the time that's taken is going to be more than the time that it would have taken had she just stayed in that lane and waited. Because, you know, police don't rush to give you tickets. They're not in a rush. They're not trying to do us any favors. Another reason why we do it, and I just kind of touched on that, is a loss of a relationship. We don't want to lose relationships. We don't want to lose long-term friends, platonic or romantic. I always hear people say, you know, you've been friends for 15 years. You know, why, you know, don't let that, you know, break that friendship up. How long you've been a friend has nothing to do with why you keep your friend. I know that sounds harsh, but it doesn't. We know our instincts have told us that half the time, whatever the bad behavior is or whatever it is that is colliding with our belief system or whatever's going on in that friendship, we've known for 10 years. We've had the friends for 15. We've known for 10, you know, but we have not chosen to make the decision, you know, okay, well, maybe we need to walk away from this friendship. Maybe this friendship is toxic. What is the benefit of this friendship? And when I say benefit, I'm not talking about a materialistic benefit. I'm talking about a spiritual benefit. Right? I'm talking about how, what kind of energy is that person bringing to your life? Are they bringing negative energy or are they bringing positive energy? Why are they getting your time? Or how about this? Why are they giving you their time? Because sometimes we're on the other end of the stick, and sometimes somebody has to look at us and say, why? What's the point? You know, a lot of us deal with a lot of things because we're scared to walk away from it. So we deal with it, right? We deal with it and we're unhappy and we complain and, 
and you know, and and we move forward and we continue to take in the negative energy, and then there is a fallout from that. And either it's a fallout, you know, a big fallout within the friendship, or it's a fallout from within, within your spirit. So we have to be careful of that. The next one I said is why we do it is a fear of being left out. You don't want to be the person that's, you know, they're looking at saying, you know, oh, look at her. She's always, you know, she she's always eating right, right? Oh, look at her. She always has to go to bed early. She can't, you know, she can't party. She can't do this. You know, or or you don't want to miss out. You know, you don't. You know that you're sick. You know you don't need to be out, but you do it, right? Because you don't want to miss out. You scared to miss out on the fun. You scared to miss out on the gossip. You scared to miss out on the new info out there. A fear of being left out is a big reason why we do things that we know are not beneficial to us. All of that falls under a fear of suffering, of going without. I was in my favorite watering hole the other day, and every time I have a show, I talk about a bar (laughs) because, you know, I have my cheers. I have my cheers, and there's not a problem with it. But I was in my favorite watering hole last week, and I ran ran, um, into a a lady that I had never spoke to. And some reason, people always tell me their life stories. And she started telling me about her day, and she went to the doctor, and the doctor had, you know, put her – increased her insulin. She was taking a pill or her diabetic medicine. Her cholesterol was high. You know, her legs were hurting. She wasn't feeling good. She said she was unhappy in her house because, you know, they were taking advantage of her and she was just exhausted. And then I looked at her. I said, a lot of the stuff that you just talked to me about is preventable. As I'm sitting in the bar watching her drink and you have diabetes and you don't need to be drinking because you have diabetes. And I told her, I said, you know, a lot of the issues that you're dealing with are preventable. What is it that is making you not do what you need to do? Because everything that you said to me has been negative. You looked me in my face, you said, I'm not happy. Is that not enough to do what you need to do in order to make your life better, in order to make you feel better about you? in order to make your body feel better, in order to build your body back up so that it can stand the test of time with you. So many things that we don't want to do because we just, you know, we don't want to miss out. We think we're depriving ourselves. And I, I felt like the next thing that I said that she was suffering from, it can't happen to me. That's one of my reasons why we do it, because we have this idea of what can and can't happen to us, what can and can't catch up with us. You know, you think because you're in your early 20s, you know, you could just eat whatever you want, you know, live life the way that you want per se, you know, not get enough sleep, not feed yourself positively. And then you wonder why 10 years later, you know, you're not feeling well. You know, in your 30s and your 40s, they're telling you that your cholesterol is high. They're telling you that you're pre-diabetic, right? You don't understand, you know, why your back is hurting all the time, why you can't sleep. Because you have not taken the time to develop habits that benefit you. So I ask again, why why do we do things that are not beneficial to us? Right? Why do we drive in a bike lane when we know better? Why? There's so many things that we know better. I know better. 
I know what I need to do to feel the best, and yet I still struggle. It's human nature. But I think that if we get a grasp on it and if we talk about it, we can work on it. Because it can happen to us. It will catch up with us. And when it catches up with us, we're not going to want it to. When it happens to us, we're not going to want it to happen. And then we're going to try to do something about it. And sometimes it's too late. I forgot who I was just talking to, and I said, you know what it is? Let me tell you what. If you trip on the curve, fall and bust your head, the next time you walk past that curve, you're going to watch how you walk past the curve, right? If you stump your toe, bust it open, you're going to pay attention to that corner that you stumped the toe on or the corner of that bed that you stumped the toe on. The next time you walk past it, you're going to pay attention. If you get into a car accident making a left turn and another car hits you, the next time that you get in the car and you make a left turn, you're going to pay attention whether it was your fault or not. You are going to be more cautious. Sometimes I think because in life when we walk through life, we do these things that are not beneficial to us because there is no immediate pain that we feel. It doesn't hit us in the pocket. It doesn't physically hurt. So there's nothing that hits us that says, you know what? You don't need to do that. You need to watch out for that because you remember what happened last time. You remember how much that hurt. It's not until we almost feel these physical these physical consequences that we then say, okay, let's do what we need to do to benefit us. And sometimes it's, it, it has to be a drastic thing. It can't even be something slight. I remember when I tore my rotator cuff. I went a whole year sleeping on the left side because my right side would get numb. So I guess that cough, that that, that numbness wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me until a year later I wake up and my shoulder was frozen. Now I'm in tears. I'm going to the ER. The doctor looked at me, so you've never had any signs of this before. I'm swearing, nope. Well, yeah, my fingers would tingle, my arm would get numb. I ignored it because it wasn't a great enough discomfort to matter. And so we have to change the way that we think because we have to start taking the numbness seriously. We have to start taking the tingling seriously. As a matter of fact, we have to start taking things seriously before we have the numbness and before we get the tingling. We have to start taking stuff seriously before we get pulled over and get the ticket. It has to matter. Why do we do things that are not beneficial to us when we know better? We know better. The next thing that I said was the underlying idea that we will be the exception. That kind of falls under it can't happen to us or it'll never catch up to us. Oh, not me. Yeah, I know that happened to Bob, Mary, Thomas, and Gerald, but that's not going to happen to me. I'm doing the exact same thing they were doing, but guess what? That's not going to happen to me. The belief that we will be the exception. A lot of us think that we will be the exception. The next thing that I wrote that um, I said, oh, I just discussed that. There's not an immediate negative action. So let's use the ticket situation. I said in the case of my friend at work, although she confirmed she has been pulled over and she was warned, 
The warning wasn't enough. It's just like I said, my tingling in my arm wasn't enough. The lack of sleep that you can't sleep through the night is not enough. The lack of energy is not enough, right? The feelings of depression is not enough. The feelings of sadness is not enough. So, you know, the warning wasn't enough. I, I bet you I bet you she's not going to drive down, drive in a bike lane again. You want to know why? Because it hit her pockets. It hit that bank account. That's enough. Because sometimes it's just that, you know, the discomfort is not enough. I don't want to say the suffering isn't enough because I don't feel like we should have to suffer. But it's not enough. We know why. The next reason I have under why is instant gratification. We are in a time where instant gratification is out of control. Everybody wants everything now. And I, I'm, I'm a victim. I want it now. I want it done this minute. When I say I want it done, I want the result this minute, this, you know, this hour. And, and that it's unrealistic. It's not going to happen. And that pursuit of, of instant gratification, right, leads us to doing things that don't benefit us. Not going, you know, we just don't bother to go to the gym anymore because we're not seeing the results fast enough. You know, we, we don't bother to eat right because, you know what, I ate right for three weeks. I didn't, it didn't work the way I wanted it to do. I want it to work now. You know, I made the plan. I made the business plan, but it's taking too long. I want this to work now. I want my dollar-dollar bills today. I don't want to work towards them. I want them now. So we commit to things that we know don't seem right. We deprive ourselves of things that we know we shouldn't deprive ourselves of. I'm going to keep on asking this question. Why do we do the things we do that we know are not beneficial to us? Number eight, I already went over, lack of physical pain. That's crazy. Like, we have to feel this discomfort. We have to get our heart ripped out of our bodies. Feelings hurt. Before we say, okay, it's enough, I have had enough. But you knew you had enough. You knew they weren't right. You had already cried. But no, you have to get the heart ripped out. You got to get the heart ripped out the chest. It's always an extreme. Like we have to have this extreme in order to even want to have the desire to do what we need to do that benefits us. How many people are like, you know what, I'm, I'm focusing on me. I'm focusing on self now. And what does that usually follow after? Right? A disappointment. Not just a regular disappointment. You know what kind of disappointment you have to have in life that makes you sit back and go, you know what, it's all about me. Forget it. I have spent my life worrying about other people. But you know what, it is all about me. But you know, you don't have to let someone or something beat you down. You don't have to ignore what you need to do in order for something great and terrible to happen, either physically, mentally, or spiritually, and then you get the awakening. You know, we have to work on just having the awakening. We just have to, that's just what we have to see. And, and we also have to remember not to, 
make people who are striving for that feel bad about themselves. They're not goody-goody, right? They're not conceited. They're not self-absorbed. They're living a life that allows them to walk in their greatness. And the thing about it, that's a constant change. You constantly have to be changing. You constantly have to be aware. It's like it's like ducking and dodging. You know, you have to live and you have to make the decision that, you know what, I may stand out. I may have to sit back and do, do this thing by myself. You know, I'm not going to get to go everywhere. I'm not going to be able to be a part of everything. I'm not going to be able to eat that ice cream anymore. Yeah, it's delicious. I know sometimes I don't eat, I don't eat dairy. And people are like, well, why you don't eat dairy? Well, because dairy don't like me. There are many years that I tried to eat it, and I suffered the consequences. One day I said, you know exactly what it is that is messing with you. Why do you keep doing this to yourself? Is it really worth it? It was the way that I thought about it. It was the way, right, that I thought about it because I thought I was depriving myself. And I didn't realize that I really was gifting myself when I gave it up because now I feel better. Now I don't have to, you know, pop Tums and and drink Pepto-Bismol and carry this certain things around. Now I feel better about life. That's what I say when I say choose you. It doesn't mean that you turn your back on other people. It doesn't mean that you become this hard person. But at some point, we have to make the decision to choose us, to do things that are beneficial for us. So the next thing on my list is um, why is it harmful? Why is it harmful to continue to do things we know are not beneficial to us? Why is it harmful to continue to play cracked with our life? So I'm going to go into this commercial one more time, and then when we come back from this commercial, I just want you to think about that. So, again, think about the question. I know I keep saying it. Why do we do things we know are not beneficial to us? Why do we play cracks with our lives? And turn it on yourself. There's no sense to lie. This is you. Nobody knows. You lie to yourself, but what's the benefit of that? Why do we do things we know are not beneficial to us? Why do we play craps with our lives? And we'll be right back. Joyful Expressions Paint and Taste Studio is a fun place to celebrate any occasion. We provide every guest with an apron, easel, canvas, brush, paint, and an instructor to guide you step-by-step through the creation of your masterpiece. Come on time so that you can pick a good seat and order your drink. Joyful Expressions now has Taco Tuesday, a margarita wine and two tacos with chips and salsa, Thirsty Thursday with wine and snacks, Friday fun night, and Saturday brunch with two wings, a Belgian waffle, and bottomless Reserve your seat today at joyfulexpressions.gallery. Prices start at only $24. Joyful Expressions is located at 14800 Southwestern Avenue, number 104 in the city of Gardena, 310-692-6999. That's 310-692-6999. It's your time to shine and get your paint and party on. It's lit. Joyfulexpression.gallery. Also, check out the Facebook page. 
and you're listening to Phenomenally You on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-P, your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. I am your host, Nicole Quinlan, and I hope I'm not boring you this evening, but I do want to challenge you. I do want to challenge you, and I don't know if you have a pen and paper in front of you, but I really do want you to sit down. I want you to write those questions down for yourself, and I want you to answer them honestly. Why do you do things that are not beneficial to you? Why do you play craps with your life? And I want you to be honest, honest with yourself, because that's the only way that it's going to get figured out. And so the next thing is, why is it harmful? Why is it harmful to walk through life doing that? I wrote down, what, five reasons. So the first one is it hinders self-growth. I always talk about walking in your greatness. Walking in your greatness. Part of walking in your greatness is understanding your limits, understanding your needs. And the only way that we can do that is if we make the decision to live our lives in a manner that is beneficial to us. Does that mean that you are not faced with stress? No. Does that mean that everything will always go your way? No. Does that mean that everybody will understand it? No, it does not. But what it means is that is your pursuit. Your pursuit is to live a life that is beneficial to you physically, mentally, and spiritually. Physically, mentally, and spiritually. I don't, I cannot count how many people that I run into sometimes when I'm working at the shelter, sometimes when people just start talking to me, and they're just not living that. And I remember when I wasn't living that. I know how I feel when I fall off, when I'm not doing it. I can always tell because I become a grumpier person, right? My patience is short. You know, I, may, I probably talk a little bit more smack than normal. Things that usually don't irritate me irritate me. And then I take a look in the mirror. I look at myself, and I'm asking myself, what is the matter with you? Because you fell off, Nicole, right? Because you're not walking in your greatness. You worried about what other people are thinking. You falling for the peer pressure. And then I have to sit back up, you know, dust myself off, regather my thoughts, regather my actions, and then I have to move forward. And every time I walk in my greatness, in this pursuit, doing things that are beneficial to me, regardless of the backlash that I get, I feel a different kind of way. Not only about myself, but about the people around me and what they're going through. And I'm more empathetic and I'm more compassionate because I get it. I get it. I get why you act miserable 24-7. I understand it. And so I try not to take it personally. But the minute I start falling for it and I start falling off, I react completely different. And and I think that that's just the pursuit that we have forever because, you know, as we walk in our greatness, we're going to fall off. Every day is not going to be a great day. That's unrealistic. Everything is not going to always go our way. But it's not about it always being perfect, but it is about you doing the best you can to always pursue what is beneficial to you. And the only way you're going to be able to, to do that is you got to look within. And if you don't, you're going to hinder yourself growth, and you're going to find yourself stuck, and, and you don't want to be. The next thing I put is you deter the ability to identify what you need physically, mentally, and spiritually in order to live an authentic life. And, and I've talked about this before. Living authentically in who you are, not based on what you think other people think of you, what you think other people think that you should have, 
what other people's opinions are of you, but living in you and what, you know, you feel you need in order to be the best that you can be. And I'll say it again, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So when we live this life of doing things that are not beneficial to us, right, we deter that ability. We can't. We can't live authentically because we're not feeding ourselves correctly. And I think that's really, you know, I believe that physical health, mental health, and spiritual health are very important. I feel like if one is off, they all are off. It's one of the reasons why I know people, my family gets, I know my family gets so sick and tired of me because I'll be like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? And sometimes I get backlash. Well, you know what? You just think this. And, you know, but you know what? It comes from a good place because I know how I feel the majority of the time. If I could bottle it up and spray everybody down with it, I would, but I can't because this feeling, this feeling is mine. You know, I want you to have yours. I want you to understand what yours is about. And the only way you're going to do that is to be aware. And I have these conversations because I'm, I'm, I'm not just talking to the listeners. I'm talking to my – because sometimes I need to give myself a pep talk. I fell off today at work. <laughs> I fell off today at work, got up, walked all the way to my car. You knew where I parked, got to my car, left my keys all the way back on my desk and had to walk back. And I said, you know what? God does not like ugly. Straightened me out and my attitude made me walk it out. Because it happens like that sometimes. But you know what? I knew. I knew that I was taking things personally that I should not have taken personally. I knew that I was not allowing someone to be who they were. They were being who they were. But it was bothering me, and I was getting irritated by it. And then when I sat back and I had a conversation with one of my other coworkers, I said, but you know what? I can't be mad at that person for being who they are, whatever that is, whether they're miserable or not. Who am I to tell you, you know, how you should be? All I can do is lead by example. All I can do is try to be a living example of some of the stuff that I say sometimes. And sometimes, like I said, I fall off, and I have to give myself a pep talk. And my coworker came right on time with this title this evening, came right on time with it because I needed to hear it. I needed to hear it, so I wanted to share it. What are you doing in your life? How are you leading your life? Who are you letting around you? Again, if you wrote it down or if you didn't listen to it, why do we do the things we do that we know are not beneficial to us? Why do we play craps with our life? That is so crazy. Because let me tell you what, you would not get on the freeway and start trying to run across the freeway. The average person would not do it. And it's almost that's what you kind of have to put it to. Because you know that you're going to get hit. It's almost the same idea. It's almost the same idea with your life and doing things that you know are not beneficial to you for the sake of, in, of instant gratification, right, for the sake of, of not being disliked, for the sake of being included, for the sake, you know, of just, you know, maintaining this toxic relationship just to say that you have one, for the sake even of the dollar, because sometimes the dollar is not even about that. A lot of people pursue the dollar, but I'm going to tell you what, 
The dollar is not the end-all, be-all. Yes, it allows us to get our basic needs, and when we have our basic needs, it does provide a level of happiness, but it is not about the dollar. It is not about the car. And we sacrifice so much of ourselves for the materialistic things. We go for so many things that are not the healthiest for us. It's not beneficial to us. And so we have to figure out why. Why? So the next thing I say is how do you fix it? I don't think you can fix it per se, but how are you conscious of it? And so I came up with three things or what I said. We have to be conscious of why we do the things we do. Why do we do the things we do? We think the way that we think. We respond to stress the way that we respond to stress. We respond to anger the way that we respond to anger. We respond to happiness the way that we respond to happiness because of how we were raised, because of the influences that we had in our lives. And we have to continue to audit that. We have to continue to question that and say, is this how I should still be thinking? Is this how I should still be thinking? Is this beneficial? Is this way of thinking beneficial to me. We have to be honest with ourselves. That's what I said when you write down these questions and you are honest with yourself because the only person you'll be lying to is you. Be honest with yourself. What do I need to be happy? And I'm going to tell you what, if you've already gotten a big job and you've already, you know, gotten a car and you look at your bank account and it's all good and you're still not happy, you already know that it's not about the materialistic. And it's easy, you know, people say that's easy for you to say, I'm not rich at all, not by far. But what I do know is that money does not buy happiness. It can make your life a little bit more comfortable. Yes, it can. There's nothing like not having to worry about how to pay the next bill, but it cannot buy happiness. There are plenty of people who are sitting comfortably, but they're caught up in how they were raised. They can't even enjoy it. And they use excuses as to why they think the way they think. If this is just me, this is just how it is. I'm too old to change. That is not true. Your pursuit of happiness, your pursuit to walk in your greatness is constant. And if you live until 105, you still are growing and learning and bettering yourself, and it is never ending. The next thing is practice makes perfect. You have to practice. It takes, what, about a month to develop a habit? You have to be conscious. That's why we have to be conscious of why we do things, because the only way that we're going to be able to practice walking in our greatness and understanding that we don't need to do things that are not beneficial to us for the sake of instant gratification, for the sake of, you know, these things that are outside of ourselves is that we have to practice it. We have to practice it. Just like people who play basketball practice making those free throws, just like people who play baseball practice their pitch or practice hitting. There's so many things that we practice, but we, we have to practice loving ourselves and, li- and living authentically. Practice makes perfect. You have to continue to do it until you just do it and you don't even think about it. What is it that you do in your life that you know is not beneficial to you? What are excuses that you were telling yourself? What are you scared of? Write that down too. I'm going to. I think every few months my list is different. 
because, you know, I think it's one thing, and then I have, like, what I call the, well, you know, the Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey aha moment, and then I realize it's something else. Sometimes you just think your happiness is, is rooted in one thing, and then you, you're like, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's ever-changing. It's ever-changing. You know, I really thank my friend for bringing this up to me, you know, because I know it seems weird for me to have the title Don't Drive in the Bike Lane When You Know Better. But it was the perfect, it was a perfect example of, of us doing things that we know better. We know better. We live our life rushing, you know, living, living our life, wanting things when we want it, how we want it, where we want it, in the manner that we want it. Live our life ignoring our instinct. Your instinct, I believe, I'm going to tell you this. I believe your instinct is the tool that God gave us for this free, this, this, this free thinking that we have. Because I think our free thinking messes us up sometimes, you know. But our instinct reminds us, no, nah, Nicole, that's not what you need. That's what you want. Don't do that. You better not. You better not put that donut to your mouth, Right? You better not drink that third glass of wine. You know ever since you gave up meat, it's hard for you to drink alcohol. You know dang well you haven't been able to eat dairy in, in 20 years. Yes, that cake is delicious, but you know that, you know, your stomach is going to be bothering you lately. Yes, you know what? Ooh, he is fine. He makes good money. He has everything on my list. Checked it off. Everything on my list. But deep down, you know that dude is not good for you. You don't even like really being around him. And when he talks, he gets on your nerves. You don't even like the way his voice sounds. Oh, no, but you know what? He has everything I need. No. Right? The gentleman meet the woman. That's everything he thought she was physically. Right? She, she, you guys are not compatible. That's all I'm saying. Why do we do things we know are not beneficial to us? It's that, you know what? That instant gratification is no joke because we want it in the here and the now. And we will make an excuse. I know I will make an excuse, you know? <laughs> we will make an excuse, but we have to stop. We're not in that position. We never have been, but we really are not. Do you see what's going on out here? We have to be in the tip-top condition. We definitely have to live our authentic life because there's so many people that aren't. There's so many people that aren't. There's so many people that are miserable. And we, we ha- we, there has to be more of us so that we're living a life that other people can see. Without a doubt. Ask yourself again, why do you do the things you do that you know are not beneficial to you? Why? Is it worth it? I'm going to read that quote again. It says, if we have yet to give up something causing us suffering in some way, it is because we are receiving some sort of benefit. We are being served and getting something we want, not necessarily what we need. But we, we're in control more than you think. You're in control of you. I'm in control of me, sometimes more than we give ourselves credit for. What kind of life do you want to be? Live. What kind of person do you want to be? 
I used to watch a show called The True Hollywood Story on E! back in the day. And um, I started thinking, what would be my true Hollywood story if I died? What would people say about me? You know, that makes a big difference to me. It doesn't always make a big difference to everybody. But I want to leave a legacy of positivity. No, I do. I don't want people to talk about me and turn their nose up. I want people to remember me and smile. You know, I want I want them to say, you know, she tried. And I think this whole topic is very significant, especially now. We're in the last month of December. Oh, last month of the year. 2018, you know how fast that went? Last year, I did a show, not on goals, but what we need to do in order to meet our goals. Because I'm going to tell you what, it is easy to make a goal. But it is hard as hell to reach that goal if we are not equipped right. And I think this is part of having the right equipment, having the right armor to reach the goals. And sometimes we're so focused on the goals, we don't even focus on what we need to do in order to reach the goal. So if you had goals of 2018 and you haven't met them, oh, well, okay, that's fine. You have time to do it. But ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. We're going into 2019. There are so many factors that we have to consider when we attempt to walk in our greatness. And when we walk in our greatness, we, we're going to meet these goals we, sooner or later. But we're going to, because you know what, we're going to have the stamina to do it. It's going to be okay. But one of those things is understanding why we think the way that we do. Understanding why we're so quick to do things that are not beneficial to us, even when we think that they are. You know you're not supposed to be drinking, but you drink. Right? You know there's certain things you're not supposed to be eating, but you do it. Then you pop the pill later. And this is on a whole other thing, but I'm going to tell you. All this medication out here, and I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but but they're not making medication to wean you off of it. That's what I'm saying. Know yourself. Why are you feeling the way you feel? Why are you doing the things that you do? And why are you not willing to commit to yourself and make the sacrifices that you need to make to yourself when you make those sacrifices to so many others for so many other reasons on a daily basis. I always say we, we take good care of our cars, don't we? We go get the oil changed. We get those bad boys washed. We go get the tires, you know, replaced when they need to be replaced. Do all this upkeep. Okay? Upkeep yourself. Upkeep yourself. Understand why you think the way you think, because that's going to directly impact your ability to reach whatever goals that you set for yourself. And like I just said, the easy part is saying what we will do. The challenging part is actually doing it. And so that's why we have to think about stuff like why we drive in the bike lane when we know better. We've already been warned. I don't want you to have to step on a nail in order to change your change what you need to do. I don't want something that's actually physically painful 
or emotionally painful or spiritually painful to have to hit you for you to say, you know what, oh, that's what you were talking about. That's not necessary. Nope, we're going to work on it. We're going to work on it together. I'm going to work on it. You're going to work on it. I keep on telling you guys I fall off all the time. That's why, you know, I talk to myself on this show. Why do you drive in the bike lane when you know better? Why do you do things that you know are not beneficial to you? Why is it a burden to take care of yourself? Think about really if you're depriving yourself or if you're gifting yourself. Sometimes it's just about how we think of stuff. Are you depriving yourself or are you gifting yourself? What did um Debbie Allen say? You want fame? Well, fame costs. Right here. Right? What is it? Where you is where you start earning it in sweat. So what I'm gonna say is you want happiness, you wanna live an authentic life, you wanna figure out what makes you tick, what really makes you tick. You wanna wake up every day looking forward to the day what well, it's gonna cost you. The question is, are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to do the time? Are you willing to commit to yourself? And so that's my challenge for you. Open up that journal. Write down some questions for yourself, not your goals, but what you need to do to reach those goals within. Be honest with yourself and figure it out and start practicing day by day. Day by day until it just becomes second nature to you. And I guarantee you're going to start feeling empowered. And when you start feeling empowered and when you surround yourself with things that benefit you, you surround yourself with positive energy, I'm going to tell you what, you're not even going to be able to deal with the negative energy. Mm-mm, you're not going to really be able to deal with it. You won't even pay attention to it. You won't pay attention to it. So I know I said it a million times, and I'm going to leave you with this this evening. Why do you drive in the bike lane when you know better? Think about it. Think about it and be honest with yourself. It's the end of the year. Forget waiting until January 1st. Start today. Start this second. Start right now. You're worth it. Right? Live your greatest life. Live your best life. Because we, we really are good the way that we are. We really are, but we just have to work on it. And perfectly perfect. We've heard it nowhere before. You will always hear it from me. I was so glad to talk to you again. You are wonderful, right? You're phenomenal. You're fabulous. You are perfect exactly the way you are, perfectly imperfect. Everyone, thank you so much for supporting me. I will be back next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Be safe and good night. Thanks, everyone.